Hello, I'm T.S. Wright, and welcome to The God-Centered Concept, Episode 3, The Attachment Principle. In the first two episodes, we discussed the ideas of ownership and the understanding of culture. With those understandings in mind, we can now move into the core component that we will call the Attachment Principle. The attachment principle is simply this. We connect ourselves to things, people, icons, or ideas that we truly believe will satisfy us. When we're talking about our relationship with God, then we have to take a look at our attachments. So first, let's dive into the process of what we're going to call the attachment principle. You see, people don't just choose to do things simply because they feel a certain way in that moment, and then they just do it. Those feelings come from somewhere, and they started long before the action occurred. If that action is somehow rewarded, the reward elicits certain emotions that that person associates with pleasure, and that person can justify that action. Then they repeat it. It doesn't necessarily have to be rational or irrational. However, If the feeling of pleasure is associated with it, then it's more likely they will repeat it. As they repeat it, it not only becomes a habit, but the reward continues to elicit those certain emotions. The repeated actions and emotions develop eventually the same thing that I brought up in a previous episode, cellular memory. And now the person is attached to whatever thing, person, icon, or idea that they are basically entangled with. How fast the attachment happens varies from person to person and situation to situation. These things, people, icons, and ideas, most of the time are just neutral things until we give it meaning. Once we give it meaning and honor it, then frankly we have created idols, which we will discuss later. I mentioned this just so we understand the connection between attachment and idols. Now that we understand the basic process of this core principle, let's dive deeper to see how this relates to the development of our faith. So let's contemplate these questions just for a minute. Think about what makes you feel content Do you even know what being content feels like? What is your go-to when you feel out of balance, when things and your when life's kind of thrown you some curveballs or you don't just feel right about something, or quite frankly, things are just going wrong? What is your go-to? In other words, who or what do you turn to in those situations? Well, this whole idea of contentment and your go-to in life when things aren't just right are very good indicators to your level of attachment with God and the world. Understanding this dynamic in yourself is vital if you want to grow in your relationship with God through Jesus Christ. I will say it this way. What you are attached to is where your heart is. 
And where your heart is, is what God uses to measure you. And he can't connect with someone who is attached to something that is outside his will, or he wasn't the one that created the attachment in you to begin with. Because what happens is, is this makes God jealous. It grieves the Holy Spirit that he's placed in you. And eventually, he will withdraw. Now, let me explain this. At first, when this happens in a way that he does not want it to happen, or you attach to something he doesn't want you to attach to, what will happen is, is most likely you'll feel conviction, which means the Holy Spirit is simply trying to get your attention. However, if you continue to ignore this, and over a period of time, and I can't give you a scientific measurement, but eventually what God will do is he will withdraw his spirit, leaving you vulnerable to ungodly attachments and basically to the enemy of your soul. Yes, Jesus came to save, but he didn't just come to save us. He came to set us free from everything that leads us away from God. And when we attach ourselves to things and ideas that are not in God's will, then it pulls us away from God. And not to sound redundant, but we lose connection. And what happens is just what the Bible calls it. We grieve the Holy Spirit, which Jesus sent to us after he left the earth. So we would be able to walk in total connection to God through Jesus Christ. Now that we have discussed the fact that we can end up walking away from God because we choose our attachments and these things that we attach to in ungodly ways or ungodly attachments themselves, and we end up disconnecting from God, well, guess what? Then there's going to be consequences to this. And attaching to the wrong things and staying attached to those things is going to lead to much deeper consequences. And they're not going to be consequences that we want. However, I'm going to give you some of this and how it works when we do this. First, for defining purposes, we're going to call attachments that God has not ordained or those we place above or equal to God, even if we, even if he has ordained them as ungodly attachments. These ungodly attachments lead us down a road that is full of negative and often unintended consequences. The Bible gives us some strong understandings and clues, if you will, what these are and what they will lead to. But first, let's look at why God built in us the ability to attach in the first place. So let's look at God's structure of us attaching to him, which is the real primary reason he built that into us was for us to attach to him. So if we look back at the first two episodes, we see God claiming ownership over creation, characteristics of culture and how culture impacts us. If we look at the ancient Hebrew culture and read Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, we can continually see how God is creating a culture that is set up to connect, glorify, and worship him. Let me say that again. He set that culture up to connect to him, to glorify him, and to worship him. The entire reason the Israelites were chosen was because of the covenant God made with Abraham. Abraham was faithful, and therefore he made a covenant with him. Read Genesis 
chapter 12, verses 1 through 9, and you can also read Genesis chapter 26, 1 through 5, and you get an idea of this covenant. You can also see how God continues to recall his covenant with Abraham throughout Scripture. Just read Exodus 2, 24, 1 Chronicles 16, 16, Acts 3, 24 through 26. And at least in part, what God is doing is he's setting the tone through his word and in his will and in his ways and basically defining a culture of our lives and how he wants to fulfill this promise that he made to Abraham. And how he's going to do it is by developing a culture around these the chosen people that were the Israelites. Now, if we pay close attention and see what God is doing in Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy, as well as Numbers, he is establishing a culture for the people of Israel to host him so the people of the world will come and attach themselves and worship the one true and everlasting God. The whole idea of attachment is built into everything that God instructs Moses to include as the way the Israelite society would conduct itself. The people in their culture as a whole, which eventually becomes a formal nation, is all about attaching themselves to God in the way that he wants them to, and then to walk according to his will in this attachment. As a matter of fact, this attachment can be linked from the time God creates Adam and places him in the Garden of Eden, in which every aspect of Adam's life is set up so that he can stay attached to God and fulfill God's plans as he is instructed to by God. Now, the unfortunate truth is Israel, just like Adam, doesn't follow God's ways and eventually suffers the repercussions of connecting to ungodly attachments that lead to serious consequences in the end. The reason God built in us the ability to attach is so that we would attach ourselves to him. However, it is a double-edged sword. First of all, we need to understand that God did not just create us so he could love us, but he created us so we would love him back. And if we choose not to follow him, we will find other things to attach ourselves to because it's just pre-built in us. And it's pre-built in us from, from birth as we attach to our parents in the early years. And then eventually in our teenage years and adulthood, we start attaching to other things. And the point is, is that at that point, when we transition away from our parents and we, we, we're starting to leave the nest, so to speak, we need to be attaching to God. So not to get too psychological here, but there's always that void in us that only God can fill. And he put it there so that we would always sense our need for him and attach and choose him over anything else, which is exactly what he wants us to do. He created us to be in relationship with him first. So he put basically, and this is another way of saying it, God-sized vacuum in us that only he can completely fill. But what happens is, is that when we try to use other sources to fill that, what we're doing is we're trying to permanently fill something inside us with something that's temporary. It is impossible to completely satisfy that. What eventually is going to happen is that we are going to start to be discontented. It's, it's going to start falling apart. We're going to feel empty. We're not going to feel that wholeness and that completeness that was originally intended 
to only be filled by him when we are using other things to fill that void, if that makes sense. Even our earthly parents only can fill this void for a little while in us. And God intended to that when we were little, when we're little children. But eventually it becomes him that needs to be the dominant source of that feeling. And then he can lead us to other attachments if he chooses for us to have them. But God and only God can fill all of our needs, our spiritual, physical, mental, and emotional needs. These ungodly attachments are simply the things, people, and ideas that we use to fill this God-sized void that ends up not satisfying our needs. But what it does is it temporarily fulfills them for a moment, but eventually fades and leaves us feeling empty and it fails us because God and only God can fill that void. As Christians, we get to claim Christ. But remember this, we are meant for so much more. And how we attach and what we attach ourselves to is the key to our faith. Remember this statement. When we attach ourselves to the world and live life like we are the owner, then we are creating a false reality. So let's look at a few passages that relate to this whole attachment to God and attachment to the world. And we'll dig into this a little bit. First of all, this is for your reading. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. 1 John chapter 2 verses 15 through 17, Philippians chapter 3, verses 18 through 21, James chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 26, Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 11, and Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 16 through 38. Now, you don't have to write those down while you're listening to this. Just look at the uh, podcast itself, and in the... Uh, section where it describes everything about the podcast, I will have these listed for you. But understand this, all of these passages deal with the relationship of attaching to God and attaching to the world and understanding that you can't do both. If you try, it will make you like a double-minded person. If you read James chapter 1 verse 8, he describes that. And don't just read that particular verse, but read the whole passage because it really talks a lot about faith and how when we really don't follow the path of faith, it leads us to be double-minded, which ultimately means what we're probably doing is attaching to the wrong things. So understand that in all of this, the reason I talk to you about this is because the goal, the ultimate goal, is understanding how to develop spiritual maturity in ourselves and how we can walk with God and have that. However, before we start diving into the process that God has given us to help us to attach to him and mature in our faith by walking with him as a servant, we need to look at the end result that comes from ungodly attachments. In this next episode, we're going to dig into idolatry, which quite frankly is the result and the broader picture that is formed from ungodly attachments. Until next time, go forth in total surrender 
to the one who owns and reigns over all creation.